fix yourself. Why don't you go fix yourself? Here's a headline. How about go fix yourself? Go fix yourself. Go fix yourself! Welcome to the Go Fix Yourself podcast. I'm Kyle. And I'm Steven. And we are just two guys trying to fix our lives each and every day and become more well-rounded people with some of this information. We're oh, you know what? Every time it gets better and better. We're, every episode. We're getting closer. I think I say that every episode too. I'm like, ooh, that sounds you good. You said that 20-something times Oh, now. I'm into it. Well, today's podcast is very interesting yeah. because it's something we're both extremely... Oh, I am into it. We drew out of Stephen's sack yes. last week. The first time his you sack can, has made you an can appearance. hear it. If you want to see Did a picture, if you want to see a picture of my sack, go to our Instagram. Instagram, go fix yourself <laughs> podcast, and uh, it's that small little thing that <laughs> looks like it belongs on a tiny dog. It's a black and white too, baby. <laughs> yeah, Only so the we best. we pulled a topic out of uh, Stephen's sack, and in it was. <laughs> This sounds so ridiculous. It was mysteries that we would lose uh, a limb to know the answer yes. to. Yeah, my sack is back, baby. Um, and I am into this topic, first off. It's a big... We What we decided to do is we each picked two mysteries, and we each did a little bit of research on them, yeah. and we're bringing them to the table A today. little research? Dude, I went ham on this research. You should see my notebook right now. Where does that Covered. Covered. Four I wanna, pages. I want to know where that saying we went ham. Oh, I don't what know. What does that mean? It just it just became my was that from Thanksgiving? In my vocabulary. Yeah. No, I mean it's a thing. I know, but I I'm go like, ham. I on go that. ham. I go turkey. Maybe that's a topic we look into. What look are some slang? Yeah. What are some phrases. slang mm. phrases? I'll put that into the the sack that's going after in your this. Sack after. Yeah. So at the end of the episode, what we'll do is we'll reach in, we'll pick another sack topic. topic. Sack topic. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll think of a cool name, a, a fix, a, a fixing topic. I don't know. Getting fixed. Yeah, something like it's that. Like, um, so we're going to pick one at the end of the episode and then figure out, you know, what we're going to talk about uh, this whole week is what yeah. we do. So we take a whole week and we get we learn. We learn. And so I'm learning. If you visited our Instagram, you know we put up three of the four topics we're going to be talking mm-hmm. tonight. Steven has decided that his two topics are... Area 51... <laughs> JFK, <laughs> and that's that's, that's yeah, it. Those I feel are, like I, those are both I feel big. Like I should go, big. Yeah, one's an explosion. And then, and then Kyle's topics. I'm I'm only gonna say one, and it's Skinwalker Ranch, which is something I've recently become. Are you waiting to make a sound effect? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Foley artist himself is back. <laughs> Uh, I'm yeah. disappointed in Skinwalker Ranch, though, and I'll t- uh, I'll tell you why when I get into it. But okay, well, that's I think that's the journey we wanted to take with these. I wanted like, to go on a journey because we've had questions, and especially about Area 51 and JFK for me. Right, those are the two big ones. Like, I want to know who killed JFK. I want to know what's really going on at Area 51, and so I wanted to like fix my knowledge about that and try to like you know get almost come to a conclusion, come to a conclusion, maybe weed through all of. See, the problem and, with conspiracies like this is there's a lot of trash yes. out there. And and that's what I especially want to get into because I looked into the conspiracy theories of both of them, you know, because like uh-huh. there's the mystery. Did, you know, someone Whatever. did Lee Harvey Oswald actually Lee? kill JFK? Yeah, yep. Spoiler alert. Sorry, everybody. Or, you know, are there aliens at Area 51? 
I wanted to get into those mysteries, but also into the conspiracy theories behind them that make them so popular and so big. And I wanted to be like, okay, let's get into those conspiracy theories and try to debunk them mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and so I think to the most part, I feel a little bit better with those. It's not more like, you know, and we'll get into it. I'm, it's not more like, ooh, ooh, what's going on? There's something the weird. The truth is always boring. And yeah, it's just kind of like I kind of came to a conclusion. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. You know? So I think the first one, I, I want to jump right in. Jump t- t- Jump Just right dive in. right in. Do a Mrs. Kennedy and jump right we out should, the back. You know what we should do? We should have like, you know, those radio shows. They're like, quick chats with Chad. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? We should have that like, all right, well, let's dive right in. Click the button. Dive <laughs> right in. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Something I, like that. That that may require some work, so I, we probably won't do it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Area 51. Um, now, Everybody's familiar with Area 51. There's a lot to it, uh, but I'm gonna. I, I was kind of more curious about the history, and let you know. I watched a documentary. Um, I also, you know, just researched a lot. So let me dive right in. Uh, when it started, 1954, Dwight Eisenhower he wanted a secret base where they could like make these cool, super intense and super like secret state of the art, like high altitude spy planes, Mm -hmm. espionage, basically, which I love the word espionage, just FYI. Um, And so basically the CIA was tasked with this. They went out, found a plot of land at at an Air Force base, um, but it was kind of like off an Air Force base, um, right about like 150 miles northwest of Las Vegas. So in the middle of nowhere, it was like, around nuclear test sites. It was just like perfect, right? They were like, nobody's coming out here. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the ideal spot to like test these cool new high altitude espionage planes out. So the first one they did um, was the U- U-2 bomber. Mm-hmm. Not sure if it, I should have looked this up. Not sure if it has, you know, if U-2 was like, hey, that's a cool name. We should take that as our band name. It had to come from that. Yeah, I don't know. Because they were just dropping bombs on oh, the radio. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's where they that got was it from. Good. That was good. Um, and so basically, I lost train of my thought. That was really good, actually. U-2. That yeah. was the first U-2, first- the plane. And so they sent it over. Um, actually, it's funny because like the first plane successful plane trip they went over soviet because that was the whole idea they wanted to spy on the soviets um and so they spied they used the u2 to spy on the soviets and they're like oh they're not the soviets aren't that scary like they were being (laughs) like oh man soviets are like right behind us like or right in front of us we don't know where they are and then the u2 basically showed them and it was so it was so high so it was undetectable by radars and basically was like oh yeah no they're they're not that big a deal um, they made another plane. Now I think the second or third or I, 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 I can't really remember, but one of these planes got caught and basically the, the American government had to come out and be like, yeah, sorry. That was yeah, a spy that, plane. It has the American flag on the site, but it's not ours. <laughs> yeah. I no, they, they had to take, they had to take, I mean, cause there was no way around it. Like basically yeah. it got shot Those down. Those guys were speaking English that you got. Guys, <laughs> I think you're oh, mistaken. Man. That's not ours. I yeah. swear. That's not ours. Um, John, and so shut up, shut up. John. Basically, <laughs> um, 
uh, where was I? So the Soviets knocked it down. So basically, the you know the Americans had to be like, yeah, that's that's one of our planes. It's like a very high, you know, it's top secret. Nobody it's knows very about top it. secret. So that kind of started as the first like iteration of like things getting out. Area Fifty One is doing things secretive, and that's kind of started to kind of blow up. So basically, um, you know, nineteen forty seven Roswell happened. And that was that got connected to Area 51. Now all this secret, super top secret espionage stuff happened to Area 51. That's starting to happen too. So it's like everybody's like, what the hell is going on? And then Bob Lazar. Now, are you familiar with Bob Lazar? I know everything. 1989. About Bob Lazar. Well, do you, you want to talk about him? I've been talking a long time. Bob Lazar is maybe the biggest liar. <laughs> no, I'm just he yeah. he at least so essentially he he's was He's the whistleblower. He's a whistleblower. Yeah, for Area 51 technically. Not Area 51 though. He did not work He on did Area not 51. work at Area 51. He worked so, at what was it called? Uh S5, S, I believe. Yeah. So a different site. But it was there. still on Groom Lake, Groom which, Lake is, uh, which is connected. The whole area. Yep, it's yeah. connected to Area 51. So this guy Bob Lazar uh got hired to engineer or be around um, machinery parts. He claims that they sat him in a room, they started throwing pieces of paper with info on it about aliens, and then he got to see alien tech, and then he had to reverse engineer this tech to how it works. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, 1989, he basically, like, came out with this on the news. They hid his identity. Um, he was scared for his life. Literally, he says he was getting shot at. Um you know, Correct. he basically had to go into hiding and then literally just came out with another TV appearance and was like, yo, this is my whole story. And he's like, I, I want to do this and show my face so it's out there. And so people know if I disappear, there's a reason for it. It's kind of kind of smart. It kind of was, honestly. If I mean, if there's anything that's true. He's like a true, genius, though. Yeah. He really is. So basically, Bob Lazar blew the top off of the uh area 51 right and mm-hmm. then there's all you know speculation there's aliens in there there's alien tech there's the rumor in- that he saw one he walked yes. by a door and he s- saw through a window something that yeah. he thought was an alien he yep. can't confirm because or he's deny. like right because he's like maybe they were trying to trick me and they had dummies that yeah. they were using in the ships or maybe he did they don't know. He doesn't know, so he doesn't really stand by that too yeah. hard that he saw alien. But he certainly believes in this whole cube yep. propulsion system that basically it's cool. Yeah, it's it's there's, interesting. There's a Netflix documentary out there uh, called Bob Lazar, Bob Lazar yeah. and uh, very interesting stuff. Um, but so I started doing a little bit more research into Bob, and technically, like, there's a rumor that possibly all of his credentials have been fabricated um like his school credentials where he went and got his master's degree mm-hmm. all lies right so this guy is basically the one dude that's like saying hey everybody who's believed in aliens and stuff going on weird at area 51 and all this top secret stuff you're right and th- even the cia has been known to actually be like oh yeah aliens are real area 51 they're here like basically feed into that because right. that really that makes it look silly bingo and yeah. so it's it kind of distracts them from what's actually really happening area 51 which is just like espionage which i don't think happens there anymore i think it happened. probably hasn't for a long time um yeah. 
But you know the, the thing it. about Bob Lazar, <laughs> and I was reading this article, um, and I can't remember my sources, and I know I'm trying to be big on sources, but 30 years basically after he's, you know, released all this information, he, no one has come out and said he's wrong. It hasn't been disproven, right. which is an interesting thing. Where it's like, you know, is it what he says? Well, he's been back there to S five, and he knew the area. They basically went on a guided tour yeah. by him, and yep. he knew people that worked there. And he essentially described technology that was used at the base that was not public knowledge and not in use anywhere else. And he yeah. described the basically the thumbprint machine that they used to log in with each day to get past um, security. Which is crazy to think about. This was 1989. This, so was, this was before, before 1989. Right. And so somebody drew a picture of it and snapped a picture of it inside, I don't remember how, but got out and sent it to Bob Lazar and was like, hey, is this what you're talking about? It was this like hand scanner, essentially, that was like used back then for Mm -hmm. security. Yeah. And yeah, the school stuff, his credentials, all that, I mean, they said that that wasn't, I mean, I really think it's like the the military slash CIA, anybody trying to to de, what's the word, like, uh, delegitimize him. Yeah, and it's it's very hard to do that with somebody that was like, well, I got you know friends and everything I went to yeah. school with. That, yeah, you know, remember me. But like, if you do something stupid and you're you know you're put on a no fly list, that's almost the same idea of them like messing with what you're yep. doing. And I don't know, it's kind it's, of scary. It's weird. It, um, yeah, I don't know what what really to think about with that whole situation. I think he's legit. Um, but so here's another thing. That I thought I thought was pretty insane, and it kind of adds to the whole idea of like Area Fifty One is more just like a big myth and not real, mm-hmm. which kind of bums me out. Well, but, what do you mean a myth? Well, the, the not, idea of aliens. Yes. Stuff going on? Okay. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Just like you know Independence Day, like go to Area Fifty One and there's aliens there. You know, like that has like it's more Hollywood than anything. Yeah. Yeah. You and know? I mean, I think if you're talking about the top brass of this intelligence agency yeah. that's maybe above anything we know of, I think they're smart enough to know that like, hey, as soon as people start saying this place, yeah. let's move operations over here. And Yeah. I mean, like, they're not dummies. No. So. So, and then, so, and this is, so basically what my conclusion is like, it's, it not, it's not real. It was basically just a, um, the birthplace of high altitude espionage. In my head. And so there was so much top secretness because they didn't want the Soviets to know what was going on that it was very, very, very kept under wraps. Hmm. But this <laughs> this um, quote I wanted to read really quick is from the book Area 51, An Uncensored History of America's Top Secret Military Base uh, by Annie Jacobson. I've so basically the, the sort... Have you really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. The source is, uh, supposedly worked at Area 51 told her that, and this, this is just kind of silly, a Nazi doctor surgically enlarged the heads of abducted teenagers to make them resemble aliens supposedly on the order from Stalin and made them fly over Russia in flying saucers. Uh, fly over Roswell or Russia? Russia. Okay, because that's what they think Roswell. That's like yeah. That well, that was the whole point. They wanted to you know basically scare the Russians. Hmm. At least yeah. I mean, I've I've 
Yeah. Both the theories are that like basically the Russians sent handicapped yeah. children and this this drone essentially and crashed it in America to cause panic. Yeah. That's one of the conspiracy theories. Yeah. But it's so crazy ba- that. Ba- I mean, basically, um, Roswell. And I mean, like that really doesn't have too much to do with Area Fifty One, but it does because it's about UFOs aliens. crashing. Yeah, yeah. Um, the so nineteen forty seven Roswell basically flying saucer crashed. It was disavowed by the military as nuclear surveillance balloon. Uh, but first, before they said that, they actually um, disowned it. They were like, "Nope, don't know anything about it." That's what started the all the whole craze. Mm-hmm. Eventually, was disavowed by the military as a nuclear. Um, surveillance balloon. So basically, they said we don't know anything about it. The the government, and then basically we're like, oh yeah, that's ours. Yeah, first right, first thing you always but do is deny. The army, um, who is a different branch of the government, uh, basically said it's a flying saucer. So they came out and said like, hey, this is a saucer, and that's what started the panic. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh no, sorry, it's a weather balloon. So. There's so much weirdness going on, like I so agree. much mystery and so much confusion that I think it's just like, you know, the U.S. is up to some shit. And I think that's all it is. It's just like we're doing weird stuff that we don't really want people to know. Area 51 is not the place that they're still doing stuff like that, though. It's You're, you're right. It's somewhere we don't, else. I mean, we don't know. Because now, oh, with I all know. the news... I know. I mean, the government is days, if not yeah. weeks or months away from... Dropping all of this UFO information. Yeah, there is a hundred thousand percent UFOs. I love it. What was it like a meme? Someone was like, during COVID, it was like, you know, COVID happened. People like celebrities dying. Oh, the government. Hey guys, aliens are real. And then back to COVID and lockdowns. Yeah, by it's the like, way, wait a minute, wait a minute. What was that? You freaking what? Aliens are real. So Tom DeLong, you know, let's get on this podcast, baby. I want to I want to talk to you. Time long. He's Blink One Eighty Two's old singer, but now he's like looking for he's aliens. Crazy. Yeah, it's uh, and he's actually getting um, government backed or something like that. Oh yeah, he's got um, a lot of stuff going. I forget what documentary he was on recently. Though. Yeah, so good for him for actually making it legitimate. So basically, that's my whole spiel about Area Fifty One. Hmm. Now, I mean, this topic is huge, though. Yes. So that's I mean, and I I stuttered and and worked worked through that as best as I could. There's so much, so much I could have gone into. Um, even the storm area 51 whole thing that shebang happened. Um, yeah, too much to cover in yeah. 10 minutes. 10-ish minutes. It's I, a little I over. just do think that what we thought was all fake, I was an anti-UFOer for a long yeah. time. But like now, like the videos they're showing and the like confirmation that, yeah, there is these things that we don't know what they are and they're not man-made. Yeah. Like, there is something out there. Yeah, possibly. Thank you, X-Files. Yeah. I want to believe. <laughs> I do believe now. So possibly. So um, let's move on. Skinwalker Ranch, baby. Down to you so I can stop talking. Thanks. Yeah, so goodness. Skinwalker Ranch is an interesting one to me because I, I've listened to a few things about it. I don't know anything about it. I, I noticed. Yeah. You know, it's one of those places that like it's not, it's weird because once you start digging into it, a lot of the same people that looked into the Area 51 Bob Lazar stuff yeah. also found interest in Skinwalker Ranch uh, because yeah, there typical, is typical. heavy UFO. It's called UFO Valley, and it has been for okay. like ever. Like, so that's where 
I almost said Skywalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch is for Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> There's four okay. of them. <laughs> All right. So um, this little tidbit here. Um, this has been called the most supernatural place in the U.S. Oh, cool. So we're not just talking about aliens. We're talking no, about ghosts. Talking about everything. I love that. everything love happens that. here. Um, so basically how this works is Terry Sherman got so spooked by the happenings on his new cattle ranch that 18 months after moving his family of four to the property now known as Skinwalker Ranch, it's in northeastern Utah, by the way, he sold it after just 18 months. Oh, so he was so spooked? So the stories that came out of there involved stuff like straight from horror movies. On top of UFOs, you have things that... um, like werewolves, you have UFOs, you have fireballs, you have people that were like cryptids, you have Bigfoots, you have everything. What? All at this place. Yeah, this sounds like a amusement park for conspiracy theorists. Exactly. So Why aren't we going there? We should be doing the podcast from there. So I'll tell you what. So he and his wife Gwen shared their chilling experiences with a local reporter in June 96. They'd seen mysterious crop circles, UFOs, systematic and repeated mutilation of all of their cattle. So basically, you can see the videos of their cattle missing, obviously, eyes, mouths, skin, intestines, private parts, everything. Okay. And so they've been just wrecked. Huh. And so that cattle mutilations are nothing new with, like, the whole UFO idea. Oh, yeah. So let's see. What happened after that is the Las Vegas real estate magnet and UFO enthusiast Robert Bigelow, which is such like a pimp name, Robert Bigelow. He bought it for $200,000, a whole ranch. (laughs) Oh, wow. So then he set up a thing called the National Institute for Discovery Science, which is around-the-clock surveillance for the ranch, hoping to get to the bottom of what was going on there. Interesting. They didn't find a thing in all these years. Oh, Lane, it's still going and nothing. Oh, they're like, it's become a Discovery Channel like show now. Oh. Almost, I know. That's what kind of, once I dug into it and saw that it basic, are you familiar with Oak Island? Yeah, I've heard of this. So it's like that buried treasure out in the this island, yeah. I think in Nova Scotia, that yeah. every time they go down, they dig a new level and it's like treasure from different yeah. civilization and all this stuff. And it's on like, I don't know what season, but these this these teams are trying to dig down to find what it is. But it's a History Channel like show that's like, oh, okay. you know, you like, know what? As soon as you said that, that just like, bloop, bloop, so turned it off. For that me. kind of like ruined it for me once it became like a show because then you're yeah. just like basically living up the name of yeah. Skinwalker Ranch and like, when are we gonna see the clip I watched? Is essentially grown men sitting around talking about ancient Hebrew priests that might have been on the Skinwalker Ranch back in the day to make it haunted. And then they see a UFO in the sky huh? on the video. Like they're like, oh, look at that. And it's like the shaky camera. There's a, a light. Typical. In the sky. You know, typical, it's History Channel like yeah, drama. Yeah. Like, so anyways, before we get too much in that, the ranch then was sold to a place called Adamantium Real Estate, which I thought was super dope because that's the metal that's, that Wolverine has. Yeah, I would say that's, that's Marvel. <laughs> Yeah, someone, someone's a, a dope, big yeah, nerd. Yeah, someone's Ooh, a big nerd. Skinwalker, I got yeah. adamantium real estate. We're, we'll <laughs> buy it. Uh, they've uh, since trademarked the name Skinwalker Ranch oh, to smart. obviously make money from it. Yeah. So the whole thing is, it were that whole family of the Shermans lying about what they saw. It was 
like I was saying, there was a wolf essentially three times the size so, of a normal wolf. Wait a minute. Has anybody besides the Sherman seen stuff? Yeah. Well, so I can be like, yes in no. my house, there's wolves, there's well, aliens. It, and then know, they, it, was it a money I grab? I could sell it for $200,000. Exactly. Was it a money grab or did they experience things? And so there's stories about this wolf that's giant that many people have supposedly seen that he, this, mm. this Sherman guy, shot point blank with a rifle several mm. times. Nothing happened. I don't know about that, Sherman. I know. He's probably a liar. I but, feel like he's lying. Um, it's interesting because even going back, this area of Utah has been synonymous with extraterrestrial yeah. or supernatural things happen. Um, essentially, the first European explorers arrived in 1776. A okay. Franciscan missionary, Silvestre Velez de Escalante. <laughs> oh, sweetie pie. Nailed that name. Wrote about <laughs> strange fireballs appearing over his campfire in El Rey. Yeah. Uh, the indigenous people of the Uitna Basin, which is that whole area, talk about skinwalkers, which is Navajo for like wrong. Hold okay. On. Skinwalkers are actually a very like scary idea, but. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, the name sounds. Like they're not scary. They're spirits that. Oh, God, I had skinwalker. What the definition of it somewhere? It sounds scary. It's or, probably something Navajo scary. legend concerning vengeful shaman. Yeah, so that like, sounds. It's it's just that's does scary. Sound skinwalker. Yeah, hmm. I don't know, man. I I, uh, I don't. I, like I don't the think idea. it's real. I don't think it is either. Uh, fixed. Done. Done. <laughs> but there is an interesting. The hunt for the skinwalker is a book, I believe, that came out from all of their studies uh, over the. It's like thirty years of studying this huh. place because like nothing came out till ninety six, and just recently they started putting out. Like documentaries, there's one on Amazon Prime. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into this, but I think uh, we debunked it. Yeah, easily. Yeah. I mean, I want it to be real, us. but I I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're probably probably so skin skinwalker. Ranch needs to go fix like, itself. We need to get rid of these guys. These right guys, now. we're gonna they know too much. We're gonna bump their podcast even lower. <laughs> it's at the bottom already. <laughs> we're gonna go lower. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're losing. We're pushing Dallas? them to a different genre, and then pushing that one all the way down. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, no. I think conclusion. If it's on the History Channel yeah. as a reality show, I don't I think it's real. Ghost, I was watching a Ghost Hunters show on there, mm. man. It's just so bad. It is. It's just like, oh, oh do you do you hear that? It's it actually it's funny because little this is a little different. Um, you know, side trail. Uh, Two of the voices that they heard distinctly sounded like their other teammate, but he wasn't there. Mm. It was like he was but, there in but spirit. The, the spirit was mimicking him. <laughs> mm. I was like, bro, it's probably just him in the other room, like you know, on a walkie-talkie yeah. or something. It was just like, how do they attribute on, stuff to like a spirit that literally has no brain? Or no thinking Bro, capacity. I don't know, man. I just, I just was like, don't get me started. Those things, stuff. Uh, whatever. But anyway, JFK. We're running low on time, and this one is a big one. Uh, so I think I'm just gonna go through the timeline as fast as possible. We can talk about it, and then we get to the fourth one. Okay. Okay. Here we go. 
JFK, born May 29th, 1917, to two parents. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to shoot I'm you. I'm going to go as fast as possible. <laughs> I'm going to Lee Harvey Oswald do, buddy. <laughs> uh, okay. Assassinated, 11-22-1963. Now, we're all very familiar about this whole Daily thing. Plaza. Basically, Boom. JFK hadn't announced that he was going to go campaigning for the next uh, election, but basically that's what he was doing. He was in Dallas. Touched down um, at the Carbs, oh man, Carswell Air Force Base, and then uh, said hi to some fans, whatever, and then got in a car with the governor, John Connolly, uh, and his wife from Dallas. They were in the front seat, and then JFK and his wife, Jacqueline, were in the back seat. Lyndon B. Johnson was in a different car, mm-hmm. uh, which no one really talks about that much. Anyway, no roof. Basically, everybody knew that. JFK was going to be there, and we all know the story. Basically, you know, 1230 rolls around. They come through Dealey Plaza. Several gunshots are heard. Now, that was around, like I said, 1230. Now, people said, hey, look, the Texas School Book Depository, that's where the gunshots were coming from. No, the grassy knoll, that's where some gunshots were coming from. Now, this is where everybody starts to get tied up because it's like, well, what? No one really knows, right? There was no, like, definite uh, proof that it came from over here or over there. Maybe it came from both. So basically, that was 12.30 p.m. A lot just happened. Um, Of course, JFK... Brains everywhere. Yes. Uh, 1 o'clock p.m., he was uh, pronounced dead. Mm -hmm. So 30 minutes after the shooting. Literally 1.45-ish, Lee Harvey Oswald was taken into custody. Now, we're talking uh, an hour and 15 minutes-ish after the killing. Very quick. Sure. Got to hand it to the law enforcement. FBI. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to get there. Um, so, But he was actually brought on at, not for the JFK killing, which I immediately assumed. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually killed, tech, well, he was supposedly, um, he was charged with JD T- killing J.D. Tippett, who was a local officer. officer. Yeah. Yep. Um, so this was basically, you know, like I said, uh, 45 minutes after JFK was pronounced dead. Uh, two days later, oh, actually, let's go into this first. Uh, basically, the first, now I don't know if this is true. I saw this on the, the JFK movie, which was based on a lot of the conspiracy theories. So this is, don't take what I'm saying Trust for me, exact, yeah, exact science. But um, so for 12 hours, supposedly he was detained by the cops, Lee Harvey Oswald. Okay. And he was interrogated. Mm-hmm. There is no sign of a lawyer. There was no notes. There was nothing being written down. Nobody knows what happened in those 12 hours. But basically he came out and was like, uh, you know, hey, uh, you know. I think I did it. <laughs> basically he had no idea he was being charged with the president's murder. Um, he thought he was in there for the J.D. Tippett murder. And mm-hmm. so basically the press was like, did you kill the president? And he's like, uh, what? Um, I know. I, I, I'm a, I, uh, basically he said, I'm a patsy. They're mm-hmm. basically using me as a scapegoat. Um, I just, because I have Moscow ties. So this, there's a little bit more Lee Harvey yeah, Oswald. That goes, that goes gets- a little farther. Mm-hmm. He's got Moscow ties, so it was very. He was saying it was very easy for the U.S. to be like, ah, it's the Soviets, uh, it's him, you know. And so that's what Lee Harvey Oswald was saying. Well, two days later, he was killed by Jack Ruby. Now, Jack Ruby, local dude um, who owned a club, local scumbag. <laughs> yep, local gangsta. Yeah, gangsta. Uh, basically, pointed a gun at 
you know, uh, Lee one Harvey. Of the first filmed executions yes. that you can right see. on live television. Uh, yeah, um, which is insane to me that that was even allowed. Um, so, um, oh, man, there's so much, and I'm so much little time. Um, basically, his trial, Jack Jack Ruby's trial, kept getting pushed, kept getting pushed. Basically, he's in jail for three to four years, and then he dies right before his actual trial mm-hmm. date. Interesting. All right. Um, Linda B. Johnson, once he was uh, president, after he was sworn in, started this thing called the Warren Commission. Now, the Warren Commission um, was based off of the basically the special investigator, um, and it was a a task force to solve the JFK murder. Right, so there's a bunch of big big wigs, and the former head of the CIA, Alan Dulles, was there. Remember that, right? CIA. Right? Um, and so there was this commission. Basically, they said, oh. Uh, he, Lee Harvey Oswald, worked alone. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Case closed. And that wasn't enough for the American people, right? So, of course, you are you have the people that are watching the Zapruder film, mm-hmm. uh, which is the actual film of JFK's assassination that was caught on 8mm Superfilm by uh, Alexander Zapruder. Zapruder. And um, then all of these conspiracies start coming through from that and in eyewitness people. So there's a lot of conspiracies. Um, the Umbrella Man. Mm-hmm. So there's a guy. It was a beautiful sunny day. There was one guy in the Sapruta film that has an umbrella. Why would he be there with an umbrella? That's sunny. Because he's prepared. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. Well, then it says like it was raining the, that morning too. So it was like. That's not uh, that weird. It's not that weird. Right. Um, they said it was a mob hit. You know, so there was a lot of conspiracy theories. So back in 1976, they opened the reinvestigation again, and they said probably, now I'm air quoting, probably there was a second shooter on the grassy knoll. Okay, cool. So now we're getting two places, Texas Book Depository, and we got the grassy knoll. Now, the the doubters of the lone gunman theory, right, because there was a lot of people that were just rising up against like, no, there's no way, right? And 42 groups were accused, 82 assassins were accused, and 214 people were accused over time. Sure. Right? So they were just like, uh, you, 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 you. So it was just like this conglomerate of just like, okay, guys, come on. There's one guy that sticks out, Dave Perry. He's an author. Um, he's debunked all the theories, all the conspiracy theories, the, the Umbrella Man, the mob hit, all of this stuff. Now, basically, he devotes two years of his or two months of his life every year to this. So Dave did it. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but basically, so Dave Perry uh, looks into this, and there's one theory he can't debunk. And now this is my ending and my conclusion. Uh, so basically, Dave Perry found out that JFK uh, was fed up with the CIA because of uh, a, a silly plot to kill Castro at that time. Bay no. of Pigs, right? Yes. Yep. It was very, like, it was a big thing. Bay of Pigs happened, and it was just like JFK was seen by some people as a an idiot, some people as, like, a savior, right? Um, but basically the CIA technically, supposedly, had a plot to kill Castro. Um, JFK was like, no, no, that's stupid. That's not going to happen. So the CIA got scared that they would get disbanded because of their tiffed with JFK. And so basically the idea is, and this is one of the conspiracy theories, that the CIA killed um, JFK. JFK. Hmm. 
And that is the only theory that Dave Perry, who the the man that's devoted two months of his life for the last so many years uh, to this investigation, cannot debunk. Yeah, I don't know how you debunk that one. I don't either. But I mean, like, that's the thing. There's a you go back to Area 51 and JFK and all this stuff, and it's like it comes back to just a lot of top secret information. A lot of CIA stuff. <laughs> what the hell's going on, CIA? We we need to apply. That's for all jobs we want to know. That's we're we're just. Da- I want to be a data analyst uh, and just know. Yeah. Well, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, a lot we spent of information weeks on JFK in high school. That's the thing, and <laughs> and I'm trying to fit it all in in ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and trying to make it interesting. Hopefully, this is interesting to you guys. Just me. We will see. Listing off facts, <laughs> um, but you know, I think that was interesting in uh, my head. Yeah, just to follow up with that. Definitely go research some of these if you don't know about them because you will find yourself yeah. with three coffees next to your bed and your underwear and you haven't slept in four days. And Wait, you're, is that, was that you this week? No, it was uh, not this week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you will have just like a big bowl of Fruit Loops next to your bed. That, that's just, it's disgusting. Oh, oh, but it's worth it. It's worth it That's a sight. So the last, right, topic, the last one. This, this is a mysterious one. one. So it's the Diet Love Pass. And Diet Love. I have no idea. What I don't that even is. know if I'm saying that right, but it's Russian. I like the Russian accent. It is right. Diet Love. Yes. Right? <laughs> You've been practicing your accents. You no. said Escalante Mi- earlier. Mi- yeah. <laughs> that's that's good. That's so good. anyways, I'm gonna I'm gonna plow through this because I know we're short on time. But yeah. on January twenty third, nineteen fifty nine, a group of ten hikers set out on an expedition of the Ural Mountains in the Soviet Union. Okay. We've been talking a lot about Russia, CIA, yeah, man. all this stuff. We hated each other apparently back in the nineteen forties, fifties. Big time. So Igor Dyatlov was the leader of the group of this 10 hikers. So they first traveled by train, documenting their trip through journals and cameras. So this big group of people. The group diary had a final entry that said, I wonder what awaits us on this hike. Will anything new happen? Aw. Very magical, right? I love that. (laughs) Oh, just you wait. Will anything new happen? So they used various methods of transportation to get to their location, including a bus, truck, horse and sleigh, then finally on foot and skis for the rest of the hike. And this is like an exploration through mountains. Like Lewis and Clark. Uh, somewhat, yes. Um, one of the hikers felt sick and decided to head back early, leaving nine of them to proceed. Dysentery. Got Oregon Trail. Oh, he's a lucky duck. <laughs> he's dysentery. a lucky duck. He got dysentery. I hope so, because... The the wheel on the... The, uh, the wagon. The wagon broke. He wasn't a good hunter. So, uh, judging by all the photos and the journals that they have collected, everything seemed to be going just as planned. On February 1st, they arrived at a place called Dead Mountain. Oh. <laughs> Why would you ever go there, you know? So they progressed up the mountain and set up a camp a few hundred meters from the peak. Okay, your, your sound effects suck. <laughs> so from the peak, when what they did is they that are on pretty, an incline, that right? That's pretty good. They're on an incline. Yep. They carve straight down and straight out. So they make a flat area to put their tents up. Yes, okay. And then they're covered by kind of the upper area of okay. the slope. smart. Right? Yeah. So the last sentence of their final entry read, it is difficult to imagine such a comfort on the ridge with shrill howling winds hundreds of kilometers away from human settlements. So they're in the middle of nowhere okay. on a windy night. That was night. their last? Last thing ever said. Okay. There was like one or two pictures taken that night. But a few weeks later, everybody is wondering where they are. You are really making That was really good. <laughs> it's not windy anymore. We're in a different place. Oh, so uh, a few weeks later, everybody starts worrying about the group. 
No one's heard from them, nothing. Nobody's yeah. come back. A group of volunteers set out to search for the missing group. On February 26th, a month after they departed, the search, uh, after the original group departed, the search party found the camp on Dead Mountain. It's obviously something had gone horribly wrong. The tent is ragged. It's covered by a thin coat of snow. The hiker's equipment and belongings were still organized inside, but oh. there are clear slices in the tent made from the inside, most likely from a knife. So slices going outwards. Oh, they just outwards. got in a fight. Well, we'll see. The next day they find footprints that lead down the mountain towards the forest, showing several people made their way that oh, way. Oh, good for them. They lived. Oh. <laughs> Without yep. their tents. Stupid idiot who sliced the tent open. Why slice your tent? Yeah. At the edge of the forest, they find an improvised campfire and two frozen bodies. Okay. These bodies are not wearing any clothes besides underwear and a T-shirt. Okay. Yeah. They strip the, the, the bodies. old Alaska bonfire. <laughs> strip the bodies for no, they, their supplies. It took over two months to recover all nine bodies. The two around the campfire were severely underdressed for the negative 22 degrees weathers. Weather. They had no jacket, no pants, no gloves, hats, or boots oh, that you'd expect there. to find. Oh, man. I've been there. The cedar tree that they were under had signs of damage that looked like somebody had climbed it up to 17 feet high. The next three bodies were found at varying distances between the tent and the tree. Can you imagine just being the dudes, like, finding this? Being yeah. like, Tim and Tom, what the hell what were, were they doing? doing? I missed the party. They're completely naked. Just This about. guy's climbing up the tree. <laughs> I, if they found what a body up in the smoking? tree... Yeah, so they were all found facing the tent on the side of the mountain. Some suffered minor injuries but died of hypothermia. Four of them died of the, the nine while being intoxicated. Yeah. Obviously, you knew, you yeah, knew drugs and say, alcohol were involved. There's got to be some weird shit involved. So they did find the last four hikers at the bottom of a small hill 250 feet from the tree in the opposite direction of the tent, so far in the opposite way they should have been going, buried under nine feet of snow. Right. Three of them had sustained lethal injuries. One had a fractured skull and two had multiple fractured ribs and massive internal bleeding. The metal ex medical examiner believed the injuries had to be sustained from a fall and compared it to a car crash. So it's like, what happened huh. to these people? Uh, two of the people had been found without eyes. One of the person was Bro, missing what? their tongue. Yeah. Yo, okay. All right. So this is where the weird stuff starts. Like people are like, this what is, happened? The, yeah. And this I'm is in, well I'm documented. Curious. They have pictures of the bodies, everything in the, from 1959. So basically after this whole case was closed, they kind of wrapped a bow on it and said, the cause of death was an unknown compelling force, which the hikers were unable to overcome. That's what the Soviets <laughs> put on that. And, Kind of Smart. said, we don't something we don't, happened, yeah. something bad, obviously. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. So that ranges from fireballs in the sky uh, at the time hitting the camp, UFOs, a group of Bigfoots coming and tearing up the camp, to a KGB cover-up, to radiation poisoning causing people to go insane. They really don't have a solid answer for what happened, yeah. but there's two kind of leading yeah, results. Fix, fix this for me, Kyle. Fix it. So the one is that an avalanche happened. The avalanche came, crushed the people in their tents, causing the, the body damage. And what they had to do since they were trapped under the snow is to cut their way out with the oh, knives okay, and basically sense. drag everybody out and try to get to the forest so that they could avoid another avalanche and try to build a fire. That makes sense. And so far, I'm with you. What about the naked dudes? They didn't have time to grab clothes. 
because they were sleeping oh. like in the middle of the night. Mm. And so the people- What were you doing sleeping naked in the middle of- Oh, man. Do they have stoves and stuff in their tents? Oh, so, I don't think I would do that. I, I Yeah, I mean, it's tough. As far as the eyes missing and the tongue missing, they can probably- Food. No, they Dang. put that towards scavengers. Scavengers always eat the soft flesh in the soft parts of a body when it's been dead. So they pluck your eyes out and they bite your oh, tongue out. Jeez. Yeah. Dude. Did you know that? No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, you're so stupid. Fixing my knowledge, I guess, on that shit. Ooh. So that was a story that has been long. I mean, that 1959. So yeah. that has been a big mystery that I've followed for a long time. And it, the avalanche theory that they've kind of sealed that with just came out like a month or a year ago or oh, something okay. recently. They're just like, that's the reason this that happened. That honestly makes sense. I hope but so. The, yeah, I mean, the scavengers thing is like, oh. Yeah. And then climbing and he, up the tree was like, just well, see where you were. Well, you would try to find your tent or something. Yeah, like, that, hey, like, where, where are we? We need to find clothes. Like when you're hypothermic too, yeah. is you start to feel warm and a lot of times hyperthermic cool. people yeah, are naked. That's it, man. That makes sense. So to recap, uh, are you done? Yep. Oh, I think okay. that wraps it up. Yeah. To re- I know this was a lot. To recap, let's go through it. Area 51, I think it's just CIA, right? It's just... <laughs> It's just yeah. the you know silliness of that, the CIA. I think there's aliens. Um, and then let's go to Skinwalker, Skinwalker Ranch. Ranch. They're debunked. They're done. Debunked. JFK, CIA baby. CIA. Oh and, man. And then, and then Diet Love Pass, CIA. <laughs> they did that one too. Uh, avalanche. So uh, let's do this really quick. Okay, draw from the sack. Yeah. Steven Sack needs. Put your hand in your sack. Do you out. want to do it? I did it last time. I don't time. want to touch the sack, to be honest. <laughs> All right. Oh, this is actually going with our <laughs> with a good self-improvement. Waking up early. Morning oh. habits. Morning habits. So that's okay. next week's. So if you want to know how to wake up early, which I am the worst at, so it looks like I've got a whole week of waking up early to see how that goes. That's going to be an interesting one because there's a lot of great people that had great morning routines that I always like to look back on, yeah. even though I never integrate them into my life. But we can look into it. We'll I'm, look into it. Yeah. And I then think, we'll come back. Well, we'll figure it out. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram, Go Fix Yourself Podcast. And then, I don't know, maybe check us out on TikTok. TikTok too. Wake up at 5 a.m. Go like us and all our stuff. Yeah. Follow us. Do all that stuff. And it'll be five ten before we're, you're done. We're trying new things, and I think we're finding a little bit of motivation for using TikTok and making little short bites of videos. Which we're both a videographers, and why not do it? So we might post a video. We haven't at this moment, but we might. Yep. Well, so. we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for checking out another episode of Go Fix Yourself Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, go check us out on all streaming platforms. Mm. Tell a friend. Mm. Leave a review. Mm. And Stephen, where else can they find us? I would love them to go check out patreon.com slash Podcast. Now, Patreon is a platform for just a couple of bucks you can help support your favorite creators and get early access to episodes from this podcast. And as always, go, go fix, fix yourself. yourself.